0: Hello, I'm Joe, and I'm Ricky, and this is the second episode of the third season of Beer and Broadband. Uh, it should come out on April 13th, 2020, and um, yeah, we're uh, we're not in the same room, which is odd, because uh, we're recording all these remotely, since we're all quarantined, um, but beer still exists, and therefore we must talk about it, and technology still exists, so we must talk about it. (laughs) Um, let's talk about fat tires, Amber L. Um, so this is a little bit less of a specialty thing. Um, it is one that's fairly well known. It's a Colorado brewing company. They also have one in, um, they also have one in, uh, one of their things in Asheville, their breweries in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, but it is a um, pretty popular beer around this area, and for some reason, I don't see a 5.2 percent ABV. Um, and it says it was established in 1991, but this is Fat Tires Amber L. Um, so got this one specifically because I kind of like their beer, and we've never talked about it, and I just thought it'd be a fun thing to talk about, so um. And this it's this is a break yeah. from stouts. So what what do you think?
1: No, I like this one. I've actually had this a couple times before. It's not like my first pick at a restaurant, but there's a couple um, pubs around here I used to go to before everything shut down that I had this on the menu. It's a really good backup. It's got some real good, like kind of caramel and malt flavors to it. Mm-hmm. My only real complaint about it is um, it's not super complex. So if you're like quickly drinking it, you really just get like a little bit of sweetness and then just like the bitterness of the hop. There's not a whole lot else there. You really to appreciate it. Got to take it pretty slow. So it's kind of like not the best thing to have with a meal.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it's so this is a good beer. It's just a good general beer. It's like if, if you wanted to have uh, a Budweiser, right. Mm-hmm. And you wanted it to actually taste good. This is what it should taste like. Yeah. Um, it's got the right amount of bitter versus caramel um sugar malty notes um but there's nothing on it that that is like, oh yeah, I've got this like cinnamon raisin flavor there's this like really cool flavor here or that this or that so um you know i'm i've um I found it kind of an interesting um thing to to have around uh and drink because. I can just kind of, kind of sip it mindlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think uh, it and Red Oak kind of remind me of each other in the terms of the way that I kind of view the beer. It's not a bad beer. I really do enjoy it, but it's not like getting the abyss, you know, or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's really more of like an everyday, just almost like a, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it, it's a good everyday beer, but it's not like a sipping beer. It's not one of those things that, like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie. Let me get this amber ale. And it's something I'm going to, like, savor while I watch the whole movie. This is kind of more like, hey, I want a beer. Maybe I'm at a party. Or maybe i just, like, sometimes I'll drink alcohol I'm having, like, a hard time sleeping. It's a good thing for that. It's, like, this is something that you're just going to drink kind of, you know, fairly quickly. There's not a lot of complex flavors. You don't get the most out of it if you drink it quickly, but I feel like there's not enough there to really, like, you know, it's, it's not like if you get like a dragon's milk and you're going to yeah. sit there and you're going to drink that and you're going to drink it for like two hours. You know, this is something you're going to drink in like 15 minutes. You know, my, my glass is going to be empty by the time this podcast is over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I, I'll probably, I probably won't drink it through this podcast. I don't know. I might. I've already, I've already crushed it um like as far like i just kind of threw it back it's so easy to drink it's very sippable, Mm -hmm. as i've heard somebody say before um it's just yeah i
1: like that better i i know crushables like the term that people use i don't i'm sure that has a history i'm sure there's a reason it's called that but i just never think of it that way
0: you you've hit old man status at this point
1: <laughs> oh, is that, is that, a kid's that's, that's that a young kid term?
0: Yeah, that's a young kid term. yes that's okay. what the that's what the hip them hip kids is saying now. Look, um, I,
1: at work, I'm in a, a chat room with Drew and Derek. I already feel like an old man. <laughs> um, I've witnessed entire days where every single comment was made in meme form. Nothing yeah, makes look, me feel older than that. Like, wish you guys would lay off the pictures. I was like, oh no, I'm old it's happened that's the moment
0: that, that but there's a point where like you go because you know i that's how i mostly communicate my meme game is strong um and so there's a point where you like flip around with the memes
1: i don't know like i don't mind the occasional meme and i'm fine with like a couple memes but i forget what it was but that was something i was looking through that like the first sentence was like real it was like a hey can you do this for me but then like the next eight replies was like a meme and then a, a meme reaction to that meme that then had another meme reaction to that meme. Yes. And so I went to check my messages and I just scroll up for like a page and a half worth of these. Now, you know, it's WebEx, so it doesn't resize it very well. These really overly large pictures. And I was like, OK, what has happened here?
0: Hmm. I, I don't know. I I it doesn't really bother me. I, I don't know. I just. I I, I kind of don't mind it. I, I actually enjoy it. I um I participate in this. Um, yeah,
1: I got to do that more. I don't, I don't participate in it enough. Maybe I'm too serious at work. There's like a work Ricky and there's like a not work Ricky.
0: Yeah, you know, I, Ricky, I you're you're kind of serious. I'll, that's one of the reasons I like you so much. <laughs> Even when you're joking, you're pretty serious.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Fun Ricky is still semi serious, Ricky. <laughs> yeah
0: fun ricky is still semi-serious it's joe basically yeah. <laughs> i told, joe you, that. Is
1: yeah, I've told so. you that story right like the thing like you know how like when you're a little kid you get nicknames for like various reasons my thing for as much as i like comedy and like telling jokes when i was little my thing is like i wouldn't laugh like mm. all the other elementary schools would try to get me to laugh and i couldn't because i was at school school is serious business
0: yeah well i mean you're given your background that i don't really see how that wouldn't be the thing you know <laughs> you still take school really seriously
1: <laughs> yeah when, it, when there's work to be done like i don't mind humor and i i like i joke around with thomas all the time that work's getting done i'm too much of a workaholic to ignore it
0: well but i i think i think so i mean this kind of goes on to our next uh topic um everything got canceled right um everything has been turned off all the like the the major things have stopped so whether it's um your the your local um you know thai restaurant isn't letting people come in and eat there anymore or uh the the um the local bookstores shut down or you're talking about like e3 got canceled you know yeah or something like that like all the major events are canceled everything's shut down and uh everybody's got to do some work so you know how how are they doing that of course people are working from home they're they're using vpn and stuff like that but work's still got to get done so um you know even even though like you can make some jokes and stuff like that now like you know you can talk about people like not but work still got to get done (laughs) you know we got we got to work we still got to we still got to do stuff so um you know it's okay to be serious about that like to be like no no work still got to get done um but i i think uh like and all the time that i've known you like every joke that I've ever cracked at, at work in any of our mutual things, you never get them. Like you're so just.
1: No, anxious. I get the jokes. But sure, <laughs> I don't, I don't laugh a lot at work.
0: <laughs> uh, but that there's so much to laugh at at work. I mean, we work with some very interesting people.
1: Oh, we do. And here so, I think part of it is, and this is unfortunate for you. Um, you have always been like at a higher position than I have. So either like i directly report to you not so much as now that like you're in your, your architect position it's loosened up no, you,
0: you do directly report to me i am your i am your um your main supervisor as far as tech work goes
1: yeah well what, what i'm meaning is like generally previously it was like a very much like you were my team lead like, if we, were in a, if we were in a meeting together, if at least we were not, it's like, well, everybody here is reporting to Joe. Now it's not the time. So my one-on-one meetings is where I, I open up a bit more.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Our, our one-on-one meetings are like when we get together and play Dungeons and Dragons or something. We're just kind of chewing the fat. But, I mean, we both, like, we'll, we'll switch from, like, oh, we're laughing and joking about stuff. Now, seriously, let's talk about this, yeah, yeah. like, thing. You know, we, we do that all the time. So that's kind of normal for um yeah so how do you feel about all these like getting canceled and like movie theaters shutting down and then putting stuff online like like things have become free for people to like do virtual tours and stuff like that how do you yeah what do you think well
1: it's really nice to see a lot of the companies that offer like remote services starting to open those things back up Um, you know, maybe there's a little hypocrisy in like some of the ISPs that are doing it because they were saying, oh, we can't possibly do it because we just immediately go out of business. Suddenly like, wow, you know, you know, things we've called out before, like some of the data cap stuff never really made sense. Uh, But it is good to see that stuff get relaxed. It's nice to see, you know, a lot of talk about Zoom, a lot of schools using Zoom and they've opened that up. Um, They've made that, I think, cheaper for schools and then free for like students and things like that. So
0: well, there's a free tier and there's a not free tier, but we'll, we'll talk about that in one of our uh, getting, getting too far ahead. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But it is, like, you know, I'll say though, I, I worry a lot about some of these businesses that can't adapt, you know, as much as we say, like you can't go into restaurants, at least they're still in the business because they're doing like pickup. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of the stores that can't do that, like the movie theaters, like the movie theaters are closed. And the thing is like for as much, god awful amount of movie like money that movies make the theaters don't make a lot like the big ones like amc's you know amc's yeah. gonna survive this but like the town i grew up in had a very small like local movie theater it's called the how theater and they mostly just like showed old movies that's how they got around like it costing so much to get a reel you know, they never had anything that was current to, like it was showing in a major theater it wasn't showing it now they'd be like a year behind the time. Um, but you know they sold like cheap popcorn i'm sure they didn't have much of a profit margin i mean they're paying for them their owner and their employees and their rent and that was about it so to see those places shut down you kind of got to worry you know if this drags on too long what's gonna what's gonna happen there
0: so i actually think places like that will probably some of them will go out of business and some of them will Um, come back up but you're right I mean they they didn't really like look at the way that things were going and adapt or think about a strategy that kind of fit into the new world but there are some even like big name movie theaters like AMC's talked about needing a bailout from the government yeah. yeah um you know and um that but here's the thing for me why do we need to go to a movie theater I mean, I know there's like an experience and everything, but why do I need to go pay $35 when a movie just, you know, has been released because we can release those things to, you know, at the same time as in the theater, we can release it to, to our, our homes. Um, I mean, the, every major theater release now is being released directly and you can buy it like 20 bucks you can buy it, stream to you, and you can watch it. Uh, watched um, uh, onward with uh, my family uh, mm-hmm. last weekend. We bought it for twenty dollars. It would have cost uh, all of us like a hundred and something dollars to go to the movies and um, get popcorn yeah. and do all That's that. That's almost
1: stuff. a shame, actually. That that just came out like for uh, Disney Plus.
0: Yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't do. I refuse to do Disney Plus. Apparently. Oh, okay,
1: all right, gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but no, I, I, I agree with you. This yeah. was the exact same conversation I had with my wife. She was like, "Oh man, the AMC down the street—they're not going to be open. We're going to have to like, do the movies online." I was like, "Oh no,
0: <laughs>
1: I won't. I won't have to pay ten dollars a ticket plus then the alcohol. Plus, we say we're not going to get snacks, but as soon as you have the alcohol in your hands, you want a snack.
0: Yeah, you exactly.
1: Know, it costs two people like thirty, forty bucks to go to the. But movie. a beer
0: a beer there's like ten dollars a beer at home's like three
1: exactly. <laughs> maybe
0: two <laughs> yeah, well maybe.
1: realistically if i'm at a home i'm gonna make my own mixed drinks for like pennies and the dollar or just yeah. drink something i make
0: yeah exactly you know when so... we walked
1: onward boom we didn't go out and buy alcohol we had strawberry wine and it was great yeah um, so yeah for the big ones i don't know i've always had my problems with the way that it, that industry works where basically your theaters are charging you this much because they get almost nothing off the ticket you're still paying so much on a ticket yeah that amc barely sees anything off of so it's all just food so of course they're overcharged for the food but you know i do worry about some of the independent theaters like a how theater where it's like i want to go watch a movie and have popcorn a drink with it and it's like six bucks you know that's a good experience like, i'll pay six bucks to go do that
0: yeah but see like, that that's the way every what i'm saying is that's the movie industry needs to like get with the times they they what they're they're stuck in like the 1930s where you mm-hmm. would just charge a bunch and it was you know like the rich who would come and it was like this big experience but what they've done is they've taken the experience and they've lessened it and but yeah. they just need to charge more um so i don't i don't feel bad about any of that like i'm like for years i've been saying look get rid of this crap let people work from home Adjust to the times. There's some things that you can't do. That like a garbage person is not going to be able to work from home. But when we get drones that people can drive, yes, a garbage person can work from home. They can control that drone around the city, and it can just go pick up stuff, and the person can just sit there and and control it from home. So no, I don't, I don't think that we need to be like just trying to have a death grip on things like that. And I'm a person who doesn't really love change, so um, I think. I, I think that this is just kind of a dumb thing that, that we're doing here. Uh, which, you know, in. we basically just talked about everybody's working from home now, and it's like, oh my God, you know, everyone can work from home. Why didn't we think that this could happen before? You know, and there are people that are like, oh, this is going to like Barnes & Noble. Just like, we're just going to send everybody home and shut down our store. But they it's stupid right okay so you have an online you have an online presence you have an online store you could just think of ways to transition your physical workers to managing stuff so that they can do online stuff you know the online stuff it's not rocket science you focus on your online business while your physical stores can't be open you do things yeah. that compete. well i
1: think i get that but i think a lot of those businesses are looking at this of a Look, I'm Barnes & Noble. I already have an online presence. You know, it's nowhere near as strong as the book sales for a lot of other sellers like Amazon, but there's a lot of people that buy their books online at Barnes & Noble, but they already have those infrastructures. Like, you can maybe say, well, I could take a couple of additional workers if I think my book sales are going to spike, which maybe they will because people are sitting at home. But you're not going to have a place for all your workers. I mean, like, that's kind of the thing with all automation. You know, you make automation, it doesn't eliminate all the jobs. You know, it takes a percentage of those jobs and makes them into new jobs, but you generally don't have a one-to-one conversion there. You know, when we start saying, well, there's going to be people in the stores that are out of work. You can grab some of them, but you can't grab all of them. And then, you know, before there are some things that you can't.
0: Well,
1: ever work for
0: This, this You're a hairdresser.
1: That sort of thing.
0: Like, well, Yes, the so the, I'm not saying that that's not that's not gonna this isn't gonna impact some people, um, but the the thing that I'm 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 just specifically going back to Barnes and talking, Um, they they so there are some people that are part time workers that are like college kids, right? And I know they still need to have food and everything like that, but they may they possibly probably went back home. When this pandemic started they probably didn't stay in their dorm room you know because they're, they're not going to be able to work anyway uh high school students kind of the same way you know your goodberries and stuff like that they're not going to have their employees there to be able to do whatever so I'm, I'm talking more about like people like your managers and people like that that are more like full-time workers or even like your more consistent part-time workers um you can you can transition them you can look at the, at your you're going to miss some people but you can get a large number of those people in transition um you know having to make some of these decisions uh in in, in my role at times um it, it is like one of those things where you can find ways to to take care of your employees and when you do that your employees are going to take care of you you know, um, I think I think that's one of the things that really is the that, that bites you when you're a business. You're thinking, like, oh, you know, we can't do things the way that, that we've always done them. And yeah, maybe your infrastructure isn't built up for that. But if you think outside the box, you can find new ways to do stuff. And if you find ways to employ your people during tough times like this, they will be way more loyal to you and they will therefore make your business better. It's just it's it's not like rocket science, um, and we have like several. There's several things out there that prove this. I mean, there's companies um, that do this with their employees, uh, especially in the tech sector, and their employees make great things for those businesses. So um, it, I think I think companies like Barnes and Noble need to, uh, and you know, whatever else is out there that. Maybe needs to be able to do some of these things, like uh, so. PetSmart basically just shut down and like sent all their workers home, right? Mm -hmm. Um, what what if they were like, okay, well, I know that you can't bring your dog to PetSmart, and that you know doesn't like break then that doesn't break the quarantine. But what if we set up and we like created mobile grooming stations, and we sent all all of our people around. And you could, I mean, dogs have to have people to take care of them. You know, either you can, we can, they can do social distancing where like um, they have a mobile grooming station. They'll come get the dog from your vehicle and put it in. So you just drive there with the dog or or cat or whatever. Um, That's the way that, that vets are doing it. Your animal still needs to be taken care of, right? You can't, you can't just ignore that. Um, And I know like an animal can kind of go, go longer, but. If you think outside the box about things like that, you can continue to do business. Is, is my point? Um,
1: yeah, I mean that's true. But of course, I think in the terms of PetSmart, they shut down the grooming stations. Like the stores themselves are still open um, because they're marked as essential because they provide, you know, food supplies for the animals. And I think because I know someone who works over at one of the PetSmarts, and they're just being offered to like walk the floor. Like, you know, basically if you were a groomer and you're no longer or they're giving you the option to like go be like a clerk, you know, you're still employed. They're just changing what their job is.
0: Right. But what, what I'm saying is that, so they, yeah, they, they changed with that. Pet Smart's still open, but they could, they could still provide that service. It's not like that service is kind of like a needed service. It's not like people know how to, but people don't have the equipment and they don't know how to generally of their animals in that sort of
1: Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's definitely still a service that I would think you could call essential. Because, you know, again, there's there's a lot of breeds of dogs that if they're not groomed, you know, that's not going to go great. And if you're in the mindset of yeah, you're in the mindset, oh, it's only going to last three weeks, okay. Nothing bad is going to happen in three weeks. But realistically, it's probably not going to be three weeks. You know, when Mm. we start saying this is going to be one or two seasons, yeah, those dogs kind of need it. Um, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. Because
1: well, from what I, I understood about that is the reason they did it was they were worried about putting their groomers at risk, which is why they let them like change their, their job. Um, maybe that'll come back if it lasts longer, or maybe it won't, or maybe just the groomers will decide, hey, this isn't good. You know, that's, that's kind of on my list that people I think have done it okay, because at least they're, that decision was not fueled by how much profit they can make. It was fueled by what's going to keep these groomers safe.
0: Yeah, may, maybe I use them as a bad example, but I don't disagree with you on that about pet smart. You, you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely is that time, and you know, it really is. If you're an employer, time to think about what makes the most sense for both you as a company, but also for your employees. You know, like there was um, a news article I was reading about a guy who owned a theater. And since they had to shut down the movies, they were selling like street side popcorn. You could still get your movie theater popcorn for like a couple bucks because he was trying to keep some income in so that he could keep paying his employees. You know, and that's in like an in the industry, there's not really much. If you're like franchising a movie theater, you're not allowed to have more than like, a couple dozen people in your building. You're not showing movies on that, but that's at least you know an outside of the box solution to how can I keep a little bit of income so that I can try and keep my my employees working mm-hmm. for the time they can. You know, people need to be thinking about that stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so you you alluded to one of the topics that I wanted to talk about uh, that you know a lot of the video streaming um, like um, uh, um, the chat apps. That's not that's not the right word. The video conferencing apps—that's the word I'm looking for—have mm-hmm. gone. Have gone during this time. They've gone to where they're free, uh, so yeah. they're either like 30 days for free, or they're just like during this season they're free. So, they're like WebEx, Zoom, Skype has like a free tier. Uh, they've all done something where they're like, "Oh, we'll just give you this for free, and you can use it to do whatever you want to." Um, we used uh, WebEx the other day to to play D, which worked swimmingly worked wonderfully it was great yeah,
1: it was really um, nice
0: yeah so um yeah just something i wanted to call out there if you want to like do stuff get you know uh, have a virtual happy hour or um go do like talk to your friends if they're lonely um, download the WebEx app or the, um, the Skype app or the Zoom app. I, I, I don't know. Zoom's got some security problems. It might be the most popular thing right now, but I'd say steer clear of it. Um, popular doesn't always mean best. Um, WebEx is a really solid secure program. I'd, I'd probably use it or Skype. Um, if yeah. I was, if I was somebody out there. So. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's really a smart thing to try out right now, especially cause it's free. I think it was such a good decision for a lot of these companies to do it. apart from it's a very nice thing to do you know you've got people that even if they're not inclined in the future to use remote solutions have something to do you know that they can work with for right now and i think a lot of people are going to see that some of these remote solutions are nice like my wife she goes and she sees a counselor once a week all that's happening online now it's all via skype call and it's like some the special like type of therapy where like the counselor needs to see her because it's about like you know, when you're, like, saying certain statements, like, how does your body react, like, what's your body language and stuff like that, so the counselor can still see all of it, it's been really successful, um, and, you know, they're just trucking along, like, there's nothing wrong with doing it remotely, you know, we did our D&D thing remotely, and that was super chill, we're doing our podcast here remotely, Yeah. you know, a lot of these solutions is you'll take the time, and a lot of times, not even a lot of investment, is you'll just invest that a little bit up front to get it working you know, they can be really good solutions for you and give you a reason to buy it when it's not free anymore.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, that's not, that's not always the best thing to, um, to put out there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a good, it, it's, it's a good, good option for everybody. Um, is there anything else you want to say about that?
1: No, I think I'm pretty good. Okay. taking the last of my embryo i did finish
0: this report i did not finish mine it'll be for after the podcast recording yeah. thing is done but um this has been the second episode of the third season of beer and broadband thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next time you guys have a great one be safe out there thanks for everybody that's supporting us during this time